0: Hi, folks. This is Abel James, and thanks so much for joining us on the award-winning show Fat-Burning Man, where we talk about real food and real results. On today's episode of the show, I'm very excited to be here with my friend Ari Mizell. And Ari, of course, is the man behind The Art of Less Doing, as well as the new book, Less Doing, More Living, which we're going to be talking about in some detail on this show. If you want to get your life back and, uh, have more control over your time, get more results in the gym. This is the show for you. So stay tuned for that. But just to catch you up, spent this past weekend and week preparing for paleo FX, which is one of the world's biggest paleo ancestral type conferences. And it was so cool meeting so many of you there. Uh, I hosted a number of panels with, uh, let's see, Mark Sisson, Rob Wolf, Tucker Max. It was a motley crew. Uh, had a great dinner with John Durant and, uh, Uh, The People Behind Sex at Dawn, which is a wonderful book and just met so many incredible people. One of the things I have this right here, if you're watching the video, you can see this, but I just want to give a shout out to Rodrigo from Brazil, because not only did a lot of people come from uh, way outside of the US to uh, come hang out with us but he actually brought this incredible Jersey with my name on the back. So go Brazil. Totally awesome. Thank you, Rodrigo. Also, it was a great pleasure to meet a lot of you folks who not only have been following the podcast for a long time, but who are members of the fat burning tribe. And I know I've been emailing you back and forth and writing little messages and tweets. And so it's been really cool to connect the Twitter and Facebook and internet avatars to the people in real life. So it was so awesome to meet you guys. Thanks so much for coming up and saying hello. I have a very big announcement coming up soon about uh, traveling around and hopefully meeting a lot more of you in person. So stay tuned for that. In the meantime, if you'd like to support the show and the work that we do here, please take a moment to either leave a review on iTunes for the fat burning man show if you haven't already or tell a friend if you already have. Thank you so much. All right. So onto the show with Ari Mizell. We talk about uh, why exercising less can actually get you better results. How Ari beat Crohn's disease, uh, something his doctor said that he would never be able to do. This is a really cool story. And why you should never do another errand again. This one's really interesting. All right, let's go hang out with Ari. All right, folks, I'm really excited to be here with Ari Mizell. He is a fascinating story and a lot of knowledge to share with you here today. In 2007, Ari was diagnosed with Crohn's, an incurable disease of the digestive tract. Ari's case was severe and required over a dozen daily medications and several hospital visits. After reaching a personal low point in the hospital, Ari decided he would do everything in his power to strengthen his, by then, weak body. Through a combination of yoga, nutrition, natural supplements, and rigorous exercise, he was able to fight back the symptoms of Crohn's until he was finally able to suspend his medication. Eventually, Ari was declared free of all traces of an incurable disease and competed in the Ironman France in June of 2011. Ari has since spoken at seminars and regional Ted talk about his struggle against A seemingly insurmountable opposition. But that's not the only thing. That's just kind of one piece of his story. He's also a a massively productive dude and does terrific work. His new book uh, is just out and I'm really excited about it. Spent a lot of time with it. And actually, Allison uh, is reading it right now and just raving about your book, Ari. So thank you so much for coming on. This is going to be fun.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you so much. You know, it's an honor to be talking to the guy with the greatest voice in the podcast universe. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, I appreciate that. I so allergies in Austin right now. It's it's spring and al- allergies in Austin are some of the worst ever. So I have a little bit of a frog voice, but who knows? Maybe that makes it even better on the radio, right?
1: <laughs> well, I always listen to podcasts at one and a half speed because it's more efficient. And one time recently, I I didn't by accident, and yeah. I heard your your real deep smooth voice, and it's it, it's a hell of a podcast voice.
0: <laughs> I appreciate that. Well, so enough about me. Let's let's chat about you because um, you're awesome too. And um, I'm not sure if I want to jump right into your book quite yet. Why don't we give a little bit more color around uh, your experience since uh, you're actually coming on my show or, or my uh, course about productivity as well. So we're going to be saving some of the more productivity questions uh, related to that for Entheas, which is coming out in a few wow. weeks. But on this show, I'd really like to talk about how you healed something that Basically, everyone around you said couldn't be healed, especially the way that you were doing it. So I I think that we can really apply that to so many other things in life, and a lot of listeners are probably experiencing something similar right now, albeit probably a little bit less intense than what you went through. But can you just walk us through that experience of being in basically the worst shape of your life in all different ways that you could be and uh, having the courage to basically empower yourself to pull yourself out of it
1: yeah well thank you uh so it it definitely was the worst you know so i I was before i got diagnosed i was pretty unhealthy already honestly i was um uh working in construction so i was uh eating mcdonald's usually twice a day i was smoking a pack a day really Was was drinking yeah yeah drinking i mean it was i was i was doing construction in upstate new york in the cold and like just it smoked. Yeah. Um, and I was drinking every night with my crew and I wasn't sleeping very much and sure. I was under an enormous amount of stress. And, uh, so, you know, my body, I, I broke myself, you know, I was burning the candle both and, and the middle and I, I broke myself in a lot of ways. And in retrospect, I've been having Crohn's symptoms since I was about 14. I had mm. attacks every so often. And, um, They were becoming more and more frequent, but I mean, the most frequent up until that point was once every six months, you know, before that was every few years, there would be something that would come up.
0: Yeah. Uh, So, sorry, would you mind if if people don't know what Crohn's is, could you just give a quick explanation?
1: Yeah, so Crohn's is, you know, like anything, it's just a name given to a bunch of symptoms, which I've been finding more and more is the case, but basically it it is a chronic inflammation of the digestive tract and it, it affects anything from your mouth to your butt basically, but Mostly, you see it in your lower, uh, your large and small intestines, and, and sometimes in your stomach. I had it in all of those places, mm-hmm. and I had a very severe case. But the, the issue with Crohn's is that it so it's chronic inflammation, and what you get is you get scarring, and over time that scarring you know gets smaller and smaller, and you get strictures, and eventually you get blockages of food, and then a lot of times people end up needing a surgery or some pretty serious. Steroid. So, I was taking uh, at uh, at one point sixteen pills a day. And including uh, systemic steroids and specific uh, GI steroids and uh, a leukemia drug that was co- you know all these drugs were causing all sorts of really messed up side effects, and I was just getting weaker and weaker, and everything that I was doing was seeming to make it worse you know the The problem is is that and I, I mean I hate to even say this honestly because I love my doctor, the one that I ended up with but they don't get nutrition, yeah. um, and the fact that you can, that a, a GI doctor can tell someone with a GI disease, GI being gastrointestinal program, sorry, uh, that diet doesn't matter is is really messed up yeah. and really scary, and the thing is that Crohn's is a young person's disease, so it hits you at a pretty bad point in your life. I was just a bit, like, a month into the relationship with my, who's my, a girl who's my wife now, mm-hmm. but, I mean, I was just a month into that, and I mean, I'm surprised you stuck with me through it. Like, like we couldn't go out places. Like, I was in the bathroom all the time. It's 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 a very painful illness, and you're at war with your body. So it it's pretty bad. And basically, what happened was, I got to one point in the hospital one night where I this was like perfect. I I went out for this big barbecue meal at um, this restaurant in the city in New York, and I, I got in a lot of pain a couple hours later. I was what it feels like is like you're being shot in the stomach over and over because your body is still trying to push that food through but it mm-hmm. can't. So you get these waves of pain. To the point that yeah, it, Crohn's is considered a class A illness. So you can legally get pot for it. You know, you can legally get every drug there is because it's so painful bonus so yeah right well (laughs) so the bonus yes except that every time I'd have to go to the hospital I have to explain to them that I know what Crohn's is and don't give me Tylenol give me morphine right now right sure um so Basically, I, I, I'm, the doctor was like, well, what would you eat? Which was an unusual question, honestly, mm-hmm. at that time. And I said, well, I had the, the barbecue ribs, or the barbecue or No, it wasn't that. I had big beans. No, I had this, 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 and this. And then the last thing I said was, oh, and I had an iceberg lettuce salad. The doctor said, oh, that was, that was probably it. It was probably the fiber mm-hmm. in the salad that, that caused the problem. So um, I was literally afraid of greens for months, yeah. uh, which was exactly the opposite of what I should have been doing. So one really bad night, that wasn't even the worst the, ba- the worst night in the hospital, I really, really thought I was going to die, and I started going over what I would do if I didn't, and I didn't, and I got out, and I, after I got over the 105-degree fever that I mysteriously spiked the next two days, wow. I decided that I had to do something about it myself, and that's when I went on this long journey of self-tracking and self experimenting and I, I got off my meds after four months. Competed in my first triathlon a couple months later, and then Ironman was about a year after that.
0: Crazy, yeah. <laughs> crazy in in the best way possible. And I love it because it's an example that that I think if someone is struggling with something that's less intense than you know basically feeling like they're literally going to die, um, then then you can do it too. So anyone who's listening, you know, that's really. That This is the theme of so many of my shows is that the moment that these incredible things happen is when you really take it under your own control. When you, when you decide that health is something that you own, uh, that other people can certainly lend their knowledge to and, and help you out with based on their, their proven expertise. But it's really all on you. And I, I think it's so cool because you t- <laughs> you went from basically almost dead to competing in races, which is, uh, in, in most cases, the opposite of that, at least at the beginning of the race.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Right. Right. Well, you know what? I have to say that, so Ironman is a big mental thing, honestly, like, and to this day, being able to tell myself you've been through worse is one of the most powerful things, that I, one of the most powerful gifts I've ever been given, honestly. And, and I wouldn't have changed, I wouldn't change anything for the world. Having had the illnesses and labeled me to have an entirely different life than I think I ever would have had. True. And help people and work with different things and talk to people like you. And, you know, all this stuff has happened because of that. So I wouldn't change it. But that ability to say to myself, and I have, I have three small kids right now that are basically under the age of two. Like, I, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on in my life. And to be able to say I've been through worse is is really helpful.
0: Yeah, it is. And, uh, especially if we're all trending toward improvement, which hopefully we are, then maybe all of us can say that to one degree or another, but I can, I can definitely relate. You know, I lost everything in a fire a few years ago, and that was a very testing time. I, uh, you know, running marathons physically is something that you really, (laughs) it makes other competitions and other hardships that, that you encounter in life just seem kind of like a joke or, or presenting for creative live is another example of that when you know i, I was forced with uh, did you do one as well i, yeah, I don't yeah, call, yeah yeah you did one as well so it's like when you do creative live it's basically like you're just gunning it throwing out content in front of a live audience and live streaming just marathon basically um for for two or three days or, or even longer than that in some cases and so after you do something like that that's that's that um, challenging and difficult and you realize you can't come up with that much content. You kind of just have to fly by the seat of your pants. Contrast that to just, you know, doing a podcast. It's a joke. It's easy. It's fun. It's it's like right. no pressure whatsoever. So having that, um, those challenges, whether life brings them upon you or you bring them upon yourself as as with a, a triathlon or uh, marathons or other sorts of like very high, I guess high difficulty type challenges like that, that really lends itself to improving yourself forever because those challenges that you encounter all of a sudden are easy.
1: Exactly. You know, and and it's really a good way to put it. My my definition of success is that if I'm better today in any way than I was yesterday, then I'm successful.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's so good. I love that. I love that. (laughs) Now, um, let's talk about some of the other things that you did uh, yoga, I know is a big part of, of your experience as well. You, it, it seems to me that you really did so many things to not only nourish your body with real food, but also, uh, get to know your body through different experiences that you were putting it through.
1: Absolutely. You know, and, and it's, I'm glad you picked up on that too, because it's, it's the, it's so interesting to me because I, I'm on my, you know, I think episode 55 of my podcast and the, the, the theme of self awareness comes up so much in the mm-hmm. conversations I have with people like you, with, with Ben Greenfield, Dave Asprey, like all these people, like self awareness comes up a lot. And we lack self awareness as a, as a population. We just do. Yeah. And I don't know why that has happened, but we do. And, and I certainly did. And so, yeah, okay. So there were lots of things I did. And I, I know that you'll resonate with this as well. The, I realized that the nutrition and the supplements to some extent and the fitness. That's the easy part right. of fixing the Crohn's or, or most things, honestly. Like you can tell someone, do this exercise, eat this food, take this supplement. That's really easy. Um, and I replicated my results in 15 different Crohn's people at this point. Wow. The, hard, the hard part is to manage the stress. Mm-hmm. And what I realized after I got through the other stuff is that I was doing really good, but I wasn't doing great. And there was still this big element of stress in my life that was affecting my illness and, and my life. So that's where less doing came from, which is my productivity system. My, my response to the stress aspect was to create a productivity system that helps people free up as much time as possible so they can reclaim their minds. And by the way, I love that you're wearing a basis band. Oh, thank it. you.
0: They were just bought by Intel yesterday. I know. You hear that?
1: Oh yep. Of yep. course,
0: you heard that. You're you're <laughs> no, You have the pulse of pretty much everything that's going on in tech, as I understand.
1: Uh, well, at, at least tracking stuff. Sure. Uh, and so I know you don't want to get too much into productivity in this setting, but that's oh, that please, like
0: question. definitely. Let's we should talk about some because I, I think that your book, in its own way, is just about the best that I've read around productivity. So um, uh, and I, I really mean it, and it, especially in terms of using technology to enhance productivity, which I think a lot of people kind of talk about the more basic things. But what you speak about is very timely. And it also really loops into to health as well. You know, like quantified self is something that can be applied to running a better business or running a better body or or pretty much anything. But if you develop those skills, you can use them to improve your triathlon time or to make millions of dollars. It doesn't really matter. It's the same sort of framework. Um, So ramp on productivity a little bit. How does it relate to health and what sort of tools are your favorite to uh, get people started?
1: So basically with the system, I created these nine fundamentals and the the last one, the cornerstone in a way is wellness. So, you know, the idea was that if I, no matter how technologically efficient, I might be able to help somebody become, if you're not eating right or you're not sleeping well, or you have too much stress, you're just not going to be as effective as you want to be. So it's that simple. So biohacking and wellness sort of comes in at the end, but at the base of it, all I care about is helping people save as much time as possible so that they can free up their minds and do the things that they want to do. And so there's this overarching framework that I have, which is to optimize, automate, and outsource everything. And, and that really does apply to business, personal health, how you make your lunch for your family. Like everything can go through that kind of framework. Yeah. And you know, on a, on a high level, it's basically you optimize for us where you're really looking at what the problem is. That involves a lot of self-tracking or, or tracking in general. Identifying what the problem is, breaking it down, sort of breaking the chain that we have these heuristics in our mind that, that gives us – you know, our brains are very lazy. They're, yeah. they're big energy hogs but they're also very lazy and it doesn't want to access that deeper thought a lot of times when you can just do something automatically. But breaking that cycle sometimes really identifies interesting efficiencies. The mm-hmm. second part is to automate, which is where you're setting up systems or processes or or people where it's sort of a set it and forget it mindset. So you can just set it up and not have to think about it again. And then if anything is left over, which a lot of times it isn't, but if there is, that's when you look at outsourcing to specialists or yeah. generalists.
0: Yeah. And so there's a, uh, I had a great dinner last night with uh, a man named Jeff Spencer, who, uh, He's coming out with a book. Uh, he's already done a few. It's called The Champion's Blueprint. He was uh, Lance Armstrong's chiropractor for a long time and kind of his health coach. Yeah. And he also um, advises a lot of Olympians and, and other people like that. So uh, his show hasn't come out yet, but it's already recorded. Great conversation about balance versus harmony and the way that a lot of people approach all of this. And it's a very, you know, it's, it's all semantics in a way, but I think the way that a lot of people conceptualize balance is kind of hammering down the spikes that you see in your own performance, wherever it may be, and then focusing on the weaknesses. Uh, and this is, you know, strategic coach and a bunch of other uh, books and frameworks talk about this similar sort of concept. And you you certainly talk around it in your book as well. It's not really about making everything level. It's about making sure that you are spending your time in a, basically around the things that make you passionate give you energy um, that allow you to reach a flow state and you supplement that with either automation technology outsourcing or anything else and I I think there are some really powerful things that are certainly going to be controversial especially once this book I think picks up some steam uh, about like you should never do another errand in your life and and things like that but it's pretty cool can you um why don't we talk about that one? Because okay. I think you first hear that and you're like, what? Like That doesn't make any sense. But there's a huge difference. And I think that's, that's a big moment when you really grow, when you realize you just aren't good at some things and it's not a good use of your time, um, but you're really good at other things. And, th- and that's really where you're going to get the most happiness, the most productivity. And this applies to health and life and business and everything else. But let's, let's talk about the, the errand piece and we can kind of extend that Wherever sure. it wants to go.
1: Uh, so, yeah, I think the, the fifth fundamental of what's doing is to stop running errands. And it, it's, it's a fundamental for the system because people run too many errands. And that, that goes into all sorts of areas of their life. And it, there is pretty much no efficient way to run an errand. Mm -hmm. There really isn't, you know, you can say like, oh, I'm reading on the subway to go get the thing, or I'm listening to a podcast in the car, or I figured out the perfect route to go from my laundromat to the supermarket and back. The problem is, is that we are just, we're just not wired to do all those different things. And what people don't realize is that 95% of the things that they do on a daily basis can be done by other people or other things. Mm -hmm. And it's that 5% that only you can do and do better than anybody else that you want to make into your 100% and I, I am maybe falsely ideologically of the belief that everybody has like that light in them, that light within them that, that they're, they're usually obscuring and they're getting in their own way yeah. and if they can just let that out like magic will happen and the yeah. world will be a better place and I love to think of things that way. So. You shouldn't be going to. You shouldn't be shopping if you don't have to. You shouldn't be uh, running errands if you don't have to. And and the number one thing that I recommend for that, which you know already, is Amazon Subscribe and Save. And a lot of people don't know about it. So Amazon Subscribe and Save really basically just allows you to subscribe to any non-perishable item that Amazon has in stock, and that could be you know anything from paper towels to toothbrushes and toothpaste to to dog food. Mm-hmm. Um, I I have two dogs. You you have one, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. Two dogs, two two terriers, you know, that's a lot of food. It's heavy um, every month and having to deal with that. So uh, with Amazon Subscribe and Save, you, you basically end up with a digital pantry and they send this stuff to you uh, on a schedule and you get a 15% discount automatically. It's already cheaper because it's Amazon. You, you know, free two-day shipping, all that stuff. Why not do it? Like you're saving thousands and thousands of hours. And then the other side of it, on the stress side, is there things that have timings associated with them, like changing a Brita water filter every yeah. six days, 60 days, you know. So what, should you set a reminder and then go and get it and then do it? No. How about every two months it, a box shows up with a Brita filter and you say, oh, time to change the filter. Yeah. Uh, you know, the one, the big one for me, which I think I mentioned in the book was every six months we get one order of nine volt batteries. And that's when I go <laughs> that's around. the house. So smart. <laughs> All the smoke (laughs) detector batteries because it's the only thing that uses nine volt batteries anymore. So uh that's except for musicians. (laughs) I use them all the time. You know what? That's so funny. So my wife is a clarinetist and she actually has a metronome that uses nine volt batteries. There you go. There there goes that there. (laughs) And then um, you know, there's depending on where you are in the world, but you know, you're in Austin, obviously. So like Task Task Rabbit is great for getting so specific things done if you need something picked up or what I love about recommending TaskRabbit to people, and for those who haven't used it, I recommend you try it if you're in a major metropolitan area, but if you don't, you can try getting someone on Craigslist. When you're not just dealing with like a courier service or a very specific service like that, you can kind of take it farther down the road until they say, I don't do that. You know, so for instance, you can have somebody go to Ikea and buy something for you and bring it home. That's step one. Step two would say, go to Ikea, bring it home, put it together. Step two. Step three would be, put it together, put all my clothes away in an organized fashion in that new closet that you've just put together for me. It's like, yeah, they'll do that. You can do that. And you know what? Maybe it costs a little bit of money, and usually it's pretty cheap. You're not degrading that person because they are choosing to do this and they probably are doing it all day long and some task rabbits make a pretty decent living just doing that. But if it costs you $20 for an hour of your time back, that's really, really valuable. And I'll tell you something, there's nothing more motivating that I found than paying someone to do something that you think you should be doing. Because I guarantee you you are gonna use that hour as efficiently as possible. Yeah. Because you're thinking to yourself, I'm paying someone else to do this, like I need to be using this time.
0: Yeah, that's that's absolutely right. And uh and it's interesting. I used Task Rabbit with fancy hands, actually, uh, for the first time in that in that combo because I didn't even realize you could do that um until I read yeah. your book. Um <laughs> and and it cost fifteen dollars. It was like I have a PO box for for one of my businesses that I just, you know, can't be bothered to go pick up mail from because I get like I get it so rarely, but I knew there was something uh, waiting for me, and uh, sure enough, you know, someone comes to my house from TaskRabbit, very pleasant woman, and, uh, you know, she picks up my post post office key, I record an interview, she comes back a couple hours later after waiting in line at the post office and, you know, like, getting all the stuff, hands me my mail, and says, thank you very much, and I'm just like, this was wonderful, thank you very much, and it's like, for for $15, like, I got an extra interview, and, and you can imagine the, the power in something like that, right, because- uh, yeah. It's not just about being productive. It can also be something that encourages very good habits. And and one of the things that I talk about a lot on the show uh, is usually in the realm of environmental design, and that's making the good decisions uh, that you have easy on you, very, very convenient, and making the bad ones inconvenient. So uh, to use subscribe and, and save as an example, if someone has a really healthy Habit. Say they're getting uh, you know, a high-quality omega-3 supplement because they don't, they, you know, live in a place where you can't get enough fresh fish to do it or whatever, but then you run out. It's like, yeah, you go get that first bottle or you order it online or whatever, and you get it, and you take it, and you feel great, and then you run out. And then are you really going to be bothered every single time, every single month to keep up that good habit if you have to take time out of your schedule, if you have to remind yourself, or are you just going to burn through that bottle and and it kind of, you know, is taking up space in your mind that you know that you should do that to be more healthy or whatever, but it's not actually going to happen. That's that's usually the reason that people fall off just because it's kind of inconvenient or it's an extra thing to do or it's an errand, it's not exciting or whatever. Um, so if you can actually use some of these systems to, uh, take the pain away from doing things that are really good for you, that can affect your health in a, in a pretty magnificent way.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, and the vitamins one is a good one, by the way, because there's like companies like vitamins on demand, for instance, that will let you make a custom vitamin pack, uh, pretty much with whatever you want in it. and they send it to you every month to just break off each day and, and take it. So there's, there's little hacks for that specifically as well, but yeah, you're absolutely right. We are, we have not evolved biologically as quickly as we have technologically. Mm-hmm. So treat yourself a little bit stupid or let, you know, and uh-huh. let things happen for you and just focus on the things that you need to. It's the same thing. Why I don't believe in multitasking. We need to single task because sure. you can spend 15 minutes on something and get it done rather than spending an hour on 40 different things and getting nothing done.
0: Right. Yeah, that's definitely true. And, and you can focus on, uh, mastering one piece of your health and then move on to the next one, as opposed to, you know, it's impossible to test. Maybe we can talk about this a little bit, but it's impossible to test which variable is working. Say you lose five pounds and that was your ultimate goal, um, even though there were much better goals than that. But if that happens and you tried 20 different things at the same time, how are you ever going to hammer down which one of those things worked or which combination of those things worked if you're not really testing in the right way?
1: And what happens if you do that in the summer and then winter rolls around and then you're naturally, you know, like, so... Yeah, absolutely. And I had to say, I, I, it's one thing I wish is that I was more of like a data scientist when mm-hmm. I was doing this because I was winging it a lot, and sure. um, I tried some supplements that made me pretty sick. And I mean, yeah. not yeah, yeah. Um, just I mean, like it, it, nauseous, or you know, not actually, I had a couple liver issues with some things. But that, wow. that was you know, I was testing things, and for me, the way I was testing supplements was I would try something see if it made me feel better or worse. Um, and and I wasn't, this is not like vitamin C. Like I was trying to like herbs or supplements or things yeah. that you would know. Um, and if it made me feel better, that became my new baseline. And now I was at zero again, then I'd add on, never cool. thinking about the interaction, though, between those things. So you know, I ended up with a pretty good stack that's worked for, for a bunch of people. There's, there's so much in nature yeah. that can help us feel better and, and feel better than we did when we weren't sick.
0: Right. So what works for you? What stack did you uh, settle upon?
1: Okay, so this is fun for me because I have probably forty different supplements in my medicine cabinet. Yeah, there's only t- there's only two that I take every day. Okay, um, everything else is a tool that I use as needed. Um, so every day I take a, uh, I take a krill oil capsule and I take, I guess three, I take a probiotic every day and I, I try to take a vitamin D every day but more so in the, in the, the winter. I spend a lot sure. of time outside so that I'm that sort of lacks a little bit. Yeah. But then like for Crohn specifically, there's a wonderful supplement called Cat's Claw which is an Amazonian bark, a, a bark of a tree yeah. that is a, a really good anti-inflammatory and it is also a smooth muscle relaxer which the intestinal tract happens to be so it works really well for that. The last medicine that I could not get off of uh, was Prevacid for uh, acid indigestion. It mm-hmm. just every time I tried to get off it, uh, I kept getting indigestion. So I took uh, deodorized garlic, and the very first day I took that, I never had to take Prevacid ever again. Wow! So either I had an H. pylori infection, maybe, or just that the garlic was helping to you know balance out the acid in my stomach. But sure. that was a big one. Um, yeah, and and you know. A lot of these supplements, just like with diets, and I know that you, you're gonna appreciate this too, but a lot of people I feel like who switch to paleo, strict paleo at least, feel really awesome for like six months. Right. And then they start to not feel so awesome. Yeah. And the thing is, is that the diet that's great for you or the supplements that are great for you today, are, it's not maybe they probably won't be great for you in six months because you're going to be a different person mm-hmm. you know the adrenal support formula you're taking is not going to do the same thing once your adrenals are kind of better yeah. and I think you actually just said this on your uh, live, live um, your uh, young and raw podcast about taking the uh, the t plus you yeah. know and how you go too far true sure. right yeah. so it, it's true it's the same thing with diet you know you, you go low carb for a long enough time if you're someone who Really does need some carbs, which I'm one of those people. Yeah. Um, Going low carb for a long time is going to make you feel like crap.
0: Yeah. And that happened to me. And, but you have to (laughs) kind of learn that. You have to experience that and then readjust. That's your new zero. Right. And so then you have to kind of fiddle with that a little bit. I remember, yeah, it's just, I want to try everything. I've always been like that. And, and, uh, so going super low carb for a while, some people swear by it. You know, they say that that's basically the best possible thing you could ever do for your health best thing you can do for your body composition. I would suspect that maybe for some people that might be true. Um, I can say that for me right now, that's not true because, you know, it it took a few weeks for me to get there, but then I was uh, cranky, out of gas. Uh, My mood was the biggest thing that changed. And and that was just absolutely noticeable, not only to me, but everyone around me. And so when you experience something like that, it's not a failure. It's just another piece of the path. And then you need to just, do what you did before to get yourself to an awesome place, uh, and, and, and figure it out so you can get back up there. But that's a, a constant thing. What are some, some struggles or some, uh, I guess, roadblocks that you've encountered since basically you, you beat the heck out of Crohn's a while back. Cause I'm, I'm sure it's an evolving
1: process. Uh, well, I, as far as the Crohn's it's been pretty good. I've been, cool. f- I've been med- medicine free and pain free for over six years now. Um, awesome. and so what, with-
0: what else has gone wrong then?
1: Well, I don't know if it's got wrong, but I mean, I had three kids, so that's yeah. that kind of like that, that does throw you for a little bit of a loop. Um, and uh, we we moved out to the country. We're out here on East Long Island in, in, cool. in the house, and it's it's amazing. We've had a lot of transition. You know, my the last three years have been really kind of amazing for me as a person, for me as a husband too. My three years ago, my my mother-in-law died of cancer. A month later, my wife got pregnant with our first child. And then had him and was breastfeeding and, and then got pregnant again with twins. And, wow. you know, basically it's been a, it's been a hell of a ride for three years yeah. and we've, we've handled it really well. It's, 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 it's been good. It's been amazing.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's terrific. <laughs> now, what would you, uh, what would you say to someone who uh, has never really done testing on themselves or, or experimented with uh, supplements or different types of exercise or different diets? What's a good way to get started? What maybe did you wish you did from the beginning? Uh, what do you know now that you would <laughs> explain to them about the process?
1: Yeah. So I, whenever I give a talk in person, I love to say to people, um, you know, everyone like raise your hand really quick. If you can remember what you had for breakfast this morning and you know, one out of a hundred people usually can't remember or two out of hundred people can not remember. And sure. I say, okay, now do the same thing if you can tell me how many emails you sent last Tuesday, you know, and nobody answers. Um, and it's like, okay, well, so that's great. You know, maybe that doesn't matter, but maybe it does. And the thing is, is that we can track this stuff so easily. Now we can track everything we do that. Why not do it? Because even if you're not a data scientist, which most of us aren't and I'm not, I'm still of the belief that if you collect enough data, something's going to pop, you're Mm going to see something. And it's amazing to me to see how technology has evolved Oh, yeah. the, when I did this the first time, the first thing that I tracked was that I had been getting blood tests every five weeks for almost two years at that point. So I had a lot of blood test results and I put them all in Excel. And I'm literally like I'm making line graphs just looking and saying what, you know, this goes up, that goes down. What, and yeah. that's, that's how I started playing with it. But now you can do that stuff with like a Facebook app yeah. basically. I mean, it's ridiculous. Right. Um, the, the, the blood testing is a big one. Uh, so I work with a company called Inside Tracker. I know there's Wellness FX is another great company. I just yep. they're West Coast, East Coast. Sure. Get your test. Get your blood tested and get it tested by someone other than your doctor. Not because they're doing it badly, but because you get that data. You get to test things a lot of times that yeah. they night, not test in a standard test. Sure. And you get to see it typically in a dashboard setting that makes it much more uh, manageable for you. So. Mm-hmm. Get your blood tested and see how your vitamin D is looking. See how your inflammation markers looking. That's a big one. I feel like I've, I've become a bit of a specialist in inflammation because I've now worked with people with rheumatoid arthritis and mm-hmm. diabetes and obesity and stuff. So, inflammation is something that everybody has, and you know, ideally it's not chronic, but sometimes it is. So you want to be looking at your C-reactive protein, your homocysteine, your, uh, your fibrinogen, like all of these things that are going to show inflammation in your body, mm-hmm. and then you can start attacking that inflammation in some ways if, if you if you can't identify it at least. And yeah. what people don't realize is inflammation gets to your head mm-hmm. and brain fog, as we all say, you know. Are you drinking Bulletproof Coffee right now?
0: No, this is actually like a, a Chaga superfood tea. It's just oh, full of cool. herbs and stuff. It's, it's very cool. I actually got it from uh, UJ Ramdas, who was a past guest yep. of the show.
1: Love UJ. Uh, Chaga tea. I got to check that out. Oh, super I, cool. I love tea. Um, so... The, um, and by the way I think bulletproof coffee is a great tool as well yeah so
0: well um, I had one this morning so Dave always well. sends me a bunch of stuff so I have that too <laughs> I,
1: I had mine this morning as nice. well I don't I don't usually I have it it's the only time I ever drink coffee and I'll have it probably once a week when I know that I really need it yeah so um uh, anyway I'm sorry I don't how did I get on that
0: <laughs> who knows we're almost actually out of time though so okay. I want to make sure we save uh, just just a couple of minutes so you can talk about your book I really uh, I don't enthusiastically tell people to go out and get books very often, but I can enthusiastically tell all of you out there that this is a a life changing book if you let it be that. So, um, tell us, tell us
1: about it. Well, first of all, I'm really honored for you to say that. So thank you. Um, so the book is really sort of the culmination of, Years of work, basically. It's only 124 pages. It's supposed to be an efficient read, yeah. and yeah, I hope it does change people's lives. And it basically goes over the fundamentals of the system. It teaches people about creating their external brain and tracking and stopping the running errands. How you can customize solutions for your needs, batching, outsourcing, finances, uh, and then of course, it, it again, as I mentioned, it, it hits on those points of wellness mm-hmm. and sort of my top things for that. And it really is meant to be a sort of kickstarter for people to be more effective in everything they do in every day so yeah. it, and it it applies to everybody
0: awesome so where can people find the book and where they can they find you
1: so I have a I have a URL set up for the book which is lessdoingbook.com and if you go there you can get the you know the sort of typical uh swag deals if you buy several books or even one you get all sorts of really cool stuff that goes along with buying uh, the book and then lessdoing.com is really where you can find everything about me everything I'm writing about and um and the podcast and all that stuff so it's uh, it's all there
0: Awesome Ari Mizel is his name he has a terrific podcast terrific book great blog uh, and I really appreciate the work that you do, and thank you so much for coming on.
1: And I appreciate your work too, man. Thank you.
0: Thanks. Thank you so much for listening to the Fat Burning Man Show. If you'd like free fat burning tips, muscle building goodies, as well as a free ebook and video course, head on over to Fat Burning Man and enter your best email, and I'll shoot those right over to you. If you'd like to follow me on Facebook, I'm at facebook.com forward slash fatburningman. And on Twitter, my handle is fatburnman. Got some killer shows on the way, but in the meantime, be well, and I'll be talking to you guys soon. Cheers.